Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends, Silwan and you are on the Pilgrim's Odyssey. And today we're definitely going to take a trip down the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Thanks to a conversation I had with a friend the other day. We had a long talk over coffee, and I was reminded during this conversation, both by the conversation itself and some things that he brought up, that if we open our eyes and hearts, we always have something to learn from other people, even, and maybe especially, those of other faiths, beliefs, and creeds, because they're human after all. On the same journey that you and I are on, from birth to death, facing the same fears, the same questions, the same frailties. And while we might not come to the same answers, we sure ask a lot of the same questions. And if you're not willing to listen and to learn, You might want to ask yourself, how strong really is your own faith? You know, I have found people that have the most security in what they believe, a lot of times are the easiest to talk to. And when I mean security, there's a depth to it. You know that they have looked at it from every angle. They have lived it. They own it. They don't need you to affirm them. They don't need you to tell them they're right. They just own it. And when you meet someone like that, they're usually pretty easy to talk to. And you can learn from them, and they can learn from you, and you walk away believing usually two different things, but usually you are better from it, and you are better for it. And when I meet somebody that you start asking questions, or you tell them what you believe, and they get defensive, and they get argumentative, and you can tell that they're not listening, Usually that tells me that's somebody that really isn't that secure in their faith. They don't have a lot of peace. They don't have a lot of happiness. They are unsettled. And typically, about all you're going to learn from somebody like that is how to be unsettled, (laughs) how not to have peace. Now, one such person that I learned from a long time ago helped me greatly on my road to faith, especially at a time when I was angry At God, I'm not sure what I wanted to believe or if I wanted to believe or where my life was going to go. Talked about him before on podcasts, but it's been a long time, and I thought today might be a good opportunity to revisit the great, although he probably, if he was still alive, wouldn't like being called the great, the great Roman Catholic monk and author Thomas Merton. Now, I'm not Roman Catholic. I have a great affinity for the Catholic Church, especially their theology of mysticism. But I'm not Roman Catholic, but that's okay. And heck, a lot of what Thomas Merton talks about was long before he had faith. Things he learned when he was a heathen of the world. Now, if you're not familiar with Thomas Merton, the first book I would recommend you read might not be the first book in his chronology of books, but I'd recommend it. It's called No Man is an Island. No Man is an Island. 
And really that's what we fight against, is it? We think we can come up with all the answers. We think that our wisdom is enough, but it's not. And one of the many topics he talks about in No Man is an Island is love. And this is Thomas Merton on love. And as you listen to this, there's a good chance you're not Catholic. You might be Southern Baptist. You might be Orthodox. You might be United Methodist. You might be an atheist. You might be an agnostic, whatever. But if you listen, if you listen close, you'll learn something from what I'm about to read to you. So Thomas Merton from No Man is an Island. Don't listen to disagree. Listen to see what you can learn. The beginning of love is the will to let those we love be perfectly themselves. The resolution not to twist them to fit our own image. If in loving them, we do not love them what they are, but only their potential likeness to ourselves, then we do not love them. We only love the reflection of ourselves we find in them. So that again, if in loving them, we do not love what they are, but only their potential likeness to ourselves, then we do not love them. We only love the reflection of ourselves we find in them. Man, what a wise statement. You know, we spend so many of our so much time in our lives, especially when we're young, but heck, even when we're older, you know what, typically, you know, before you're in that big relationship, you're married, you found the love of your life, and in your mind, you can't help but create what you think that person's going to be like. And what you think that person is going to be like comes from a selfish reflection of ourselves. What would be good for us? What would be good for me if this person was this way? And then it's hard, very hard. Heck, I would argue part of marriage is learning this. It is hard when you meet that person to not constantly try to not just judge them against that reflection that we created, but try to make them into that. But guess what? They're another human being with their own reflection, their own idea of what they want. And after having been with my wife for a long time, you know, over 23 years, married over 22 years, if I'm honest with myself, most of the time that we've had problems in our marriage and that I have not been happy, and that I have been unsettled, it's because... I've been selfish. It's because I've been judging her, not against some unbiased sense of right and wrong, but I've been judging her against this reflection, and it's this reflection that is selfish because the reflection is what I want. If only you were like this, I would be happy. Man, that's selfish. How about what do you want to be like, and how can I help you get there? See, that's what Thomas Merton's talking about. That's love. Love is not looking at that person and going, how can I change them so I like them better? Love is looking at a person and go, how can I help you become what you want to become? Because really, that's what we want. When we look for that reflection, we're just looking for someone that affirms us or we think is going to affirm us and tell us that we're okay and make us feel good, which is kind of selfish, but it's not. We want to feel good. Everybody does. And we usually begin that process by thinking, well, if I just find this right person or this right image, well, then they're going to make me feel this way. But if you can't accept, and the sooner the better, that they are an individual created by God in their own image, 
And our job is to help them become and be the best of what they can become and be. You're not loving, you're doing the opposite of love. And even if it's justified, when you see relationships go bad, even if it's justified, it goes bad because that person didn't become what we wanted them to be. And you got to ask yourself, did I ever ask myself, what do they want to become? How can I help them get there? That's love. And then as life gets complicated, as life gets tangled, as we both do things to each other that the other has all the right in the world to be upset about, it becomes twisted. It can become perverse. Now listen to this again and learn from it. Somebody who there's a good chance didn't believe what you believe. But if you listen, you can learn. The beginning of love is the will to let those we love be perfectly themselves. The resolution not to twist them to fit our own image. If in loving them, we do not love what they are, but only their potential likeness to ourselves, then we do not love them. We only love the reflection of ourselves we find in them. If you don't love that person as they are right now, if you say to yourself, yeah, I kind of like them now, but man, someday they're going to be like this and then I'll really like them. You don't love them. You love yourself. You are a lover of self. And you will never find love that way. You will only find disappointment. You will only find people that let you down. You will only find standards that you set for others that you probably can't even keep for yourself. But the second... You begin by understanding true love is helping somebody become and be what they were created to become and be, whether you like it or not. Not only will you truly love them, but I might add, one thing I've learned over the years, you'll learn to put up with the things you might not like. You know why? Because that is who they are, and that's the person you love, and it's okay. And the benefit of that is, if it's reciprocal, that means they're going to put up with things about you that they don't like. And you're going to find true love. And it's all going to be good. I can promise you that, my friends. After 20-some years, I can promise you that. You learn to do that, it's all going to be good. So until next time, which will be tomorrow, a Wednesday. And if you're not doing it, you better share this Pilgrim's Odyssey podcast with your friends. That is going to be a point of emphasis over the next few months. It is time to grow the Odyssey, and we can only do it one listener at a time, badgering their friends, cutting through the noise to say, listen to this, a 10-minute jolt of hope at the beginning of every day, you will dig it. So do that between now and tomorrow, and you'll help me and you aim high, and together we will spread our wings and spread a message of depth and hope and peace and coolness. So I say to my kids, and keep your eyes on the things that matter. And usually the things that matter are not our selfish reflections, but it is the uniqueness and the beauty and the awesomeness of the individuality God has created in all of us, that it is our job to strengthen and hone and refine and encourage and bring out of others. If you do that, you're not just going to find love. You know what you're going to find? Peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. 
impact. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride. Silouan. Silouan.